welcome to the Spirit Seeker Hour. Spirit Seeker Hour is your chance to delve into the world of your inner spirit. The Spirit Seeker Hour is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Go to www.spiritseeker.com to find out more. And now, here's Cindy Meyer. by a blog talk radio and uh, of course Spirit Seeker Magazine is our sponsor and we just bring delightful people from every avenue of healing. We have musicians, we have artists, we have authors, we have uh, we have psychics, we have all kinds of things and tonight we are going to uh, go into the world of life coaching. And it's very interesting, even psychotherapists are like, oh yes, life coaching is different than psychotherapy, and it's become a well-respected, uh, very utilized uh, avenue of personal growth and expansion. Uh, and before I bring my two guests on, I just want to mention that the October issue of Spirit Seeker is online, and there is a wonderful article about achieving net zero uh, going green, our, our monthly going green column. And... Uh, there's a community acupuncture uh, center in St. Louis, Missouri, and that is actually the article is about this uh, center. And even though they are leasing the building, by the time they have their savings, uh, when their lease is finished, they will have completely paid for all of their energy usage. So it doesn't. You don't have to own the building. You know, you know it's just everything's changing rapidly with. Um, with consciousness around this. There's also a wonderful article, Awaken Your Inner Shaman, Get Clear with Nate, There's the, uh, which is a Nate allergy elimination technique, which is fabulous. And people who have gone to every doctor for allergies, et cetera, and then they try this technique, and all of a sudden, naturally, they are, are well, and they're not allergic to the dog, the cat, the pollen. So enjoy that article. There's also the feng shui of your kitchen. We are bringing a series of uh, the different parts of the book Mystic Cook by Denise Lynn and her daughter. And, of course, our uh, one of our guests this evening, Reverend Carla McClellan, also wrote an article, Would It Be Okay If Your Life Was Easier? So with that, I would like to uh, bring my two guests on. They are, uh, this is Reverend Carla McClellan and Drew uh, Refkin, who are both life coaches and we're going to just let them talk, but um, Reverend Carla wears many hats, and Drew, I don't know you yet, but I'm going to get to know you. So, <laughs> so welcome both of you to the call. Thank oh, you. For Thank having you for us. having us. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I you know, I know you have different backgrounds that have uh, brought you to this point, um, but let's start, you know, Reverend Carla, if it's okay, we're going to start with you. I know you're the, the minister at Unity Village, and you've seen a lot of things, and, um, and I know you've studied with Drew, and now you're teaching with Drew, so let's just hear your story of how you came to life coaching, and then we'll um, go right over to Drew. I'd be delighted to share with you, Cindy. Um, uh, I am not the minister at Unity Village Chapel, but I am a Unity minister. Uh, I had a church for six years, and then I came to Unity Village to manage the retreats. And 30 years ago, my parents did the retreats at Unity, so I felt like I was furthering their legacy. Oh, how but beautiful. But more importantly... Um, what was important to me was leave my legacy, too. And I found life coaching and this particular model, which is from the Academy of Coaching Excellence, um, hooked my attention at a time when I had um, three major members of my family had passed away. I was six months into my first church, and life seemed pretty rough. And I saw that line, would it be be okay with you if life got easier and I thought well yeah it would and so I flew out to Sacramento to see what this coaching academy was all about I knew one of the ministers uh, in fact I knew both of the ministers that were administrators of the program and so I knew it had to be good but um, when I when the first time through the first module, Mastering Life's Energies, I saw how important shifting our focus from our issues can be in 
keeping going through our life. So it's it's how you see people, it's how you see yourself, who you're willing to be, what your intention is. Um, so instead of focusing on issues, we focus on um, who we've come here to be. So. So in other words, like in my church, what happened was we'd focus more on ideas than the issues, more on um, our dreams than the drama, which you know life is filled with drama. Right. And um, what I found was life not only got easier, I was enjoying everything I was doing. I was fully engaged from a point in which I was down on my knees, my my daughter, uh, who was 27, passed away um, uh, a year and a half before I got into coaching. And it the coaching actually helped me through grief um, in a way that I, I couldn't imagine was possible. So when um, I came to Unity Village, I thought what I want to do is I want to bring life coaching to the village, to ministers out in the field, to congregants, to people who, um, like read Spirit Seeker, who read Daily Word, people who are looking for support in demonstrating their dreams. Well, and it's it's a fabulous process, and we're going to be talking um, listeners about what life coaching can do for you. But what I really want you to see is now we're going to go um, to Drew, and thank you, uh, Carla. So now we're going to go to, to Drew Rafkin. And, Drew, if you could tell us how your journey began and how you wound up, um, you know, doing the life coaching, that would be wonderful. Sure. Uh, my pleasure. It's nice to get an opportunity to talk about all of these things and to be on your show, so thank you. Um, so, let's see, I, um, I'm on the faculty at the Academy for Coaching Excellence, which is where I got my training and where Carla got hers, and I'm something called a PCC, which is a professional certified coach, and I started, um, I had worked in the entertainment industry for 15 years, and I had grown up in it, so it was pretty much what I knew, I was really good at it, I made great money, I was moving up the ladder, and I was miserable, and I don't know if you can relate or, you know, I'm sure some of your listeners can, where you're in a job that, you know, from the outside looks to everybody like, what a dream. And when you have to experience, you want to just basically spend your day crying in the bathroom. Right. Um, and it was because I wasn't what I saw, and it took me a while to see this, is I was just really not connected with any kind of a purpose that made any sense to me. I'm really interested in people's stories. I'm very interested in how people get from A to B in their lives. What were the obstacles? What were the tools they used to move forward? And how did they do it? You know, what it took to be successful, meaning doing what they said they would do. I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Because so many of us, including myself, especially at that time, there were a lot of things that I said I wanted to do, and I never did any of them. And I had all kinds of reasons why. And um, I got to the point where I was so miserable that uh, to sort of alleviate the stress on weekends and on vacations, I, I was very organized. So I would help a lot of my colleagues who were working 60-hour, 80-hour weeks like me organize their lives, like, you know, the, the actual paperwork, garage, closets, all of that, you know, and organizing consulting was sort of a very big deal in the in the 90s when I started. And with the help of some friends who were tired of being seeing me be miserable and whom I had helped, they said, well, you know, why don't you just take a little sabbatical from this TV thing and do what you do for us, but charge people. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were crazy. Like, who would pay for that? Oh, oh pretty much everybody. Yes. <laughs> um, and they're and so grateful. You know, I, I'm i a feng shui consultant, and I was teaching last night, uh, and I told all of them, everyone should have a personal organizer on their speed dial because, Mm -hmm. you know, and and seriously, you know, and that, that, you know, clearing out and organizing says that you honor yourself, says that you honor your life. And so many people that work these crazy hours, just, there's just no extra time for anything. Right. 
Right. And we tell ourselves we can't follow up and there is, I, there's no way that I can put that paper in that file or hang that shirt up or whatever it is. So I, I took my friends on with this little dare and um, I made some little business cards and I handed them out at work and said, oh, I'm just doing this and you can pay me if you want. And within six weeks, I had six months of work lined up. Interesting. And so I thought, hmm, maybe <laughs> because in my mind, I could only do what I had been doing, and there was not any other career out there that I was good enough for, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I started doing this. I started a company called Sane Solutions by Drew, because we all have our insane solutions. I knew you didn't need <laughs> me for that. And, uh, That's and a great I, name, by the way. Absolutely fabulous you. name. <laughs> I have to credit um, my friend Brian, who came up with it, but uh, I can't take the can't take the credit though I'd like to but thank you and so I started this company and I started going into people's homes home offices and small businesses and helping them with point of sale inventory stocking closets garage everything and it, and it went really well and again I found myself in a place where I was really good at what I was doing and lots of people wanted me and I was making some pretty good money and I felt more connected to my purpose but I still felt like this is not quite it because what I'm interested in is not so much in the stuff, but in the stories we tell ourselves about the stuff of why we can't move past it. And what I didn't realize is that was what coaching was really about. It's more about who you are, what's important to you, what contribution do you want to make. And so I was getting closer, but I still wasn't focused on giving people the tools that were going to help them do what they wanted to do, whether their garage was in order or not. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I was kind of, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. So I was in the wrong part of the process. And I wish I had known you then because it's so, well, even now, because you still want to tell people, you know, I have lots of people who come to me for organizing, and I say I don't do it that way anymore, but it's always great to refer them to people who are, especially feng shui practitioners who are so good because you understand some of the, the the background noise that goes on with people and their stuff. But so I was introduced to Maria Nemeth um and the Mastering Life's Energies course that Carla took and I took that in the early two thousands and I and I thought, ooh, this is it and I could start using some of this with my clients. But in order to do that I'll need to become a coach. So it was very important to me that I was certified, that I had the training, that I worked with a mentor and had the credential. So I did that, and so Sane Solutions by Drew is still around, but it's it's less about organizing and more about who are you, what's important to you, what are the goals that you want to demonstrate in your life, what are the obstacles, and how do we move you past them? Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, the, the beautiful part about coaching, uh, my first experience personally with coaching was in the um, – the late, well, mid-90s, like right around 94, 95. And um, I I met this this licensed professional counselor who was doing Native American ceremonies for honoring the self and et cetera. It was at a conference uh, through religious science. But at that time, religious science, unity, and divine science would all um, do this – combination conference in the Lake of the Ozarks. You know, and Michael Beckwith used to come, you know, this is mm. far long before he was successful at the level that he is now. And um, But there was this guy who just, I thought I just felt very drawn to him. And at that time I was doing a lot of breath work with clients and we arranged to do a trade. And so he was going to have 10 sessions of breath work and I was going to do 10 sessions of um, coaching with him. And his background was he was a TWA pilot and of course um, he retired before T- TWA was sold, became a licensed professional counselor, but having that itchy travel bug did not like being locked down to having to wait for the clients to come to an office, and he thought, this just is not going to work. So he went um, on to get his cert- certification in coaching, which then allowed him to be wherever and, and work with people all over the world, which was, you know, part of his, you know, his whole thing was travel and expansion. So, you know, when the 10 sessions were over, he looked at me and, and he said, I got way more out of these sessions than you did. I said, no, 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 because I was all over the place at that time, and he helped me pull it in. That was the the greatest gift for me from coaching at that time was – you know, I've never had um, challenges with manifestation. It's just a matter of getting clear and getting focused. And that was really the intention of our session. So, But he gave me a triple E to go anywhere in the world. 
I said, thank you for my coaching him with breathwork and et cetera. And the next thing you know, I'm in Europe for two weeks. So, you know, I'll always be grateful. You know, wow. And then, well, can you imagine? I mean, you know, he was, very, he was very generous, you know. And um, and then I've done other coaching along the way. But but I, I must say, working with um, a personal organizer who coached me on my stuff, you know, her whole motto that I've never forgotten is everything has a place and there's a place for everything. Mm-hmm. And then when I had too much stuff, she would say, for every one new thing that you bring into your house, you have to let two go. That's and it trained me. Well, mm-hmm. because we're, you know, we and, and when you don't really, when you're not aware of how much you're just like filling your life with things, you know, and I think that's part of the laser coaching. I think that's part of it lasers you in. What's the most important? So, Drew, you know, I know you've, you've worked with so many different um, types of people as well as Carla. But can you share, if you would, uh, and listeners, by the way, if you have questions, we are taking um, call calls tonight. You just have to push uh, one on your phone, and I think it's star. Um, just push one and star, and that should get you to the producer. And then uh, you're welcome to come on the call with questions. But, but I'd like to just kind of segue a little bit, and we'll start with Drew, and then we'll switch over to Carla. Um, Drew, what are some of the miracles that you have just seen with the turnarounds with working with clients? Well, um, you know that I love the word that I love that you use miracles because we talk about those in our training that, you know, miracles are basically those things that we just couldn't see before that they were right there all the time. You know, there's a great quote by Willard Cather about that that I am not pulling up, and if I can, I will, I, I will share it with you. But um, so, I, you know, there are little ones that happen all the time. I mean, there is nothing better than coaching someone, and this is what generally happens, is people come, um, you know, either physically or sort of figuratively hunched over, have trouble, you know, it's like I, I, there, um, there's no room to breathe. There's no room, there's no possibility. You know, this is the way my life is. I'm frustrated, I'm stuck. I want to move forward, and I just can't see how. And I don't know how you're going to help me either, Coach, but I'm going to try. And just by asking them um, some really simple, pointed questions, you start to help them shift the focus away from the f- of what they think they can't see to what's really there for them. And when And part of the way that we do that is really helping them to hone in on so what really is important to you? And there are um, a couple of inventories that we do that really clear that really make it clear because it's difficult for most people to say, um, you know, go ahead and tell me the five most things that are important to you in a very clear, specific way that isn't like, okay, family, friends, church, you know, husband. It's like, okay, but but what do you want to do in those areas? What's important for you to bring forth? So um, I think some of the miracles are, one, is being with somebody who didn't realize that something was as important to them as they are, and the reason that they've been having such a difficult time is that they weren't paying attention to how important something was. For instance, I see with a lot of men, I I work with several um, entrepreneurs who are men who have very successful companies, and their family lives are not as successful as they want to be in that they're working so much and they feel like they, you know, I have to work 80 hours or 120 hours a week or else I can't, I can't make the money and I, I can't support my family. And so I guess I just have to miss out on watching my kid play his first soccer game. Really? Is that true? And to help somebody look at their schedule in a different way and look at the way they're running their business and the way they want to lead and begin to delegate and supervise in a way that doesn't burden other people but empowers them to do their jobs better. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you know, here's a man who, you know, says, oh, my God, so you know what? I went to my kids' first soccer game. Do you have any idea what that meant to me? Right. So things like that, you know, people seeing for themselves – what truly is important, and that rather than those important things can't happen or take a bigger place, seeing that they can and that it's not as hard as they thought it was going to be. You know, that's the um, that's taking it from out there to, you know, what is most important. And, you know, years ago I was in a um, 
Oh, my goodness. This is going back to the early 90s. I was in a lot of the personal growth seminars, and I, I um, at that time, the group that I worked with, you had to come to Connecticut with people from all over the world and get processed every single day for 30 days. And I think we did breath work 20 or 25 out of those days. And oh. one of the th- one of the processes was um, not being a people pleaser. Like if that was your if that was your modus operandi, you had to like totally clear that pattern because how in the world could you coach or work with others if you were ex- you know extended every which way and you know wanting to please everyone. And you know I, I'll never forget you know by the end of that 30 days. And I and also it was in 1994 or 19 yes 1994 when the artist way had just come out and mm. Julia Cameron you know I couldn't find it anywhere you know in St Louis at the airport it was sold out everywhere so I did my morning pages and I did these three pages of just you know writing every morning and and everyone in the house knew it because I was renting a room along with several other people and by the end of those 30 days I was a different person because. You know, getting it out of your head and onto paper. Um, but the point I was going to try and, uh, when I, that I wanted to make that I got off uh, point with was there was an exercise in this four-day seminar where we would write down the ten uh, things that we most love to do. What, what are the ten things that bring you the most joy and pleasure? So you just wrote them, you know, everybody. And then it was like, okay, circle how many are in your job at this point. And when I did the exercise, you know, I looked at my list and I thought, oh, my gosh, there were only like two, maybe three that were in my life. By the time I had continued to grow, continued to expand, et cetera, I remember taking the seminar like a year later after I'd been doing all this personal clearing, and I thought, this isn't the same seminar. You know, this is like so different. I don't remember this. Did that exercise 10 out of 10. And when I looked at my notes, it was the same seminar, but I had shifted so much that, you know, there we go. So, you know, coaching is fabulous. And, you know, Carlo, you and I have uh, talked, and, you know, I love how you reference it, calling it, like, the best cheerleader you can be in someone's life, you know, like cheering them on. So why don't we talk about that? And and your miracle stories, like, you know, maybe there's a a case or two with a group or, or with a particular client without naming names that you just went, oh, my goodness, this is why I do this. Yeah, uh, um, when you were asking Drew that question, it um, it popped into my mind. I do most of my coaching over the phone, and um, so I don't do a lot of it in person. Um, but I had a phone call one day from a young man in New York, and he said that. Um, he and his fiance had been going to counseling and they had found it beneficial but he just knew there was something that was missing from the counseling for them and they kept hitting a same spot in the relationship and couldn't seem to get past it so he said what would you do for me carla and um i said well there's some you know we have some very good tools um, for just beginning to observe, you know, wh- what your showstoppers are, um, uh, what you're making it mean when you hit this, uh, what we call trouble at the border, you know, when you hit this spot and you can't seem to go past it. So he said, well, would you put a package together? And he said, my fiancé and I will fly down from New York City and spend a weekend at Unity Village, and you put together a coaching package for us. And I, that was that was a miracle for me because it was totally outside of my structure of knowing how I would coach. You know, I I right. just I hadn't thought of that. So here, this couple came down. We spent um, eleven hours over the weekend coaching, and um, uh, I put together a booklet for them. We went through everything. And then um, five months later, I got to go to New York over the 4th of July weekend and participate in their wedding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. That is just beautiful. It, it was it was so much fun because it was completely outside of how I thought my coaching would be. Um, and it's interesting to me that I do seem to pull – 
in couples that are, have just hit, you know, that rut in the road and kind of don't know what to do about that. So our 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 tools, as as Drew knows, are very practical. You know, you, you take a concept, you have a tool in your toolkit, and then you practice that skill, and pretty soon it's integrated into who you are. And life does not just tra- change, but it, it can transform. Right. You know, it's just so interesting. You know, so many people you know, in my experience, get locked in with jobs, similar to what Drew was describing with, you know, making lots of money but not having the personal satisfaction. And, you know, so much of our soul's urging is why am I really here? Is this yeah. really the high, the best and highest use of, of why I'm here on planet Earth at this time? And, you know, one of my favorite say, sayings to get people out of this spot is I dig in the ditch to make it the money to buy you the food to give me the strength to dig in the ditch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like once we can like really look at what am I doing, it's like a little wind up, you know, how we used to wind up those little things and like walking, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like it's an automaton and you know, the programming of the old days of, uh, you know, it's wonderful, Carla, that, you know, that you're working with couples, which tells me that you are really, um, if you're manifesting couples, that just says that you're really into helping people go to their highest potential and supporting one another in that endeavor. Because, you know, I remember when I first came to Breathwork, I remember, you know, being told that if one person's doing this breathing and bringing in all this new energy and clearing out the old and the other one isn't, they're sort of getting it by osmosis anyway. Because when you're mm-hmm. involved with someone that's changing that much, you know, you, you're almost forced by, um, you know, you're just, it's just the way it is. But of course, if two people are aligned, look at the power of that. Or two or more gathered in my name, there I am also. So any kind of vibrational coaching or setting intention with two, it just magnifies the whole thing. You know, there's nothing. They 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 apologized to me at one point for having a huge fight, and I said, "Oh, don't apologize. This is where the game gets really juicy because I get to see <laughs> the dynamic and pattern." Um, you know, yep. Yeah. You know, it's it's and to see their the light go back on in their eyes and to see them look at each other and realize um how they were just um uh perceiving things in a certain way, but there was another way of looking at it. And and the other thing that coaching gives you is is um like like we say tools, but the questions to ask to stop that chatter of the mind, you know? Um, like one of the things is to say, is that the most interesting thing to you right now? When you stop and you go, hmm, really? Do I want to focus on this? And couples can use that with each other, you know? <laughs> so I'm right. asking you, <laughs> you know, is that the most interesting thing? To you right now in our time together, and and not to not to make it light, but but to be able to give people um, uh, ways of moving past where they have just stopped what's really important to them. You know, we we all do that. Every one of us um, stops ourselves at certain points and. And I'm just so grateful that I have the support I do of the coaches because, for me, Drew's my go-to coach, you know. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the whole I, thing. The, the beautiful part is you're not an island unto yourself. And, you know, right. you know, this is, you know, and, you know, Drew, I know that you do training as well as you do coaching. I really like how you differentiate that this is not the same thing. It's, it's mm. you know, it's a little bit different. And, you know, I, I don't know if you remember this book, How to Get Control of Your Time and Life by Alan Layton. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't know if you've ever read it, but I remember. I read every time management <laughs> organizing book there was when I changed careers. 
Oh, I can imagine. I mean, I was working on my MBA when I was awakened to all of this, and you know, we were required, you know, to look at this. But, but I remember reading that book. You know, it was one of the first books on time management you know, before Ken Blanchard and all the rest of them came along, and you know, we're we're working with organizational management. But this, you had to set your ten, twenty year goal, where you wanted to be in twenty years, where you wanted to be in ten years, where you wanted to be in five, where you wanted to be in one, and then you had to break down the one year goal into the twelve. And I remember thinking, how in the world can I know where I want to be in twenty years? Well, guess what? We're past that twenty years now, and it's <laughs> like, you know. But but let's talk about time management because. Today, more than ever, you know, the children are teaching us. You know, um, yeah. my, my I have stepkids that are in their 40s that I raised and then down to age 14 is my youngest. And, you know, they're doing pilot um, programs in one of the middle schools and one of the high schools where they allow the iPhones um, in the classrooms because – what they're realizing is that the way people are learning and what is much more efficient is to be able to just search it right there, you know, with the search engines, and there's the information. Mm-hmm. So what have you but, – but yet these kids, in my my observation, have – with the technical advances, I think they that the time management issues, you can get lost. You can get lost in cyberspace. You can get lost on Facebook. You can get lost on, on all of it. So – Let's see your take on, on, you know, where time management and being a parent, being, you know, you've talk, touched on that with the gentleman who, you know, mm-hmm. was like so amazed that he actually scheduled in time to go to his child's soccer game. But let's just talk about your experience with how things have changed, especially recently in the last five years. Well, I, I think I think that's a great question. And, uh, you know, so I've been working with organization and time management as my job since, what is it, like 1998. So that's a good 14 years. And um, as overwhelmed as people seemed 14, 15 years ago when I started, as overwhelmed as I was as far as time management, you know, um, was concerned when I was working 60 or 80 hours a week and trying to figure out when to get a haircut and see my parents, um, as bad as it was then, I think it's, you know, it's worse now. Um, are, and and here's the problem. I mean, this is, and I talk about this when I go and give presentations about time management. First of all, the the model that Carla and I use, and the model that we use at the academy, use we use for time management, team team building, leadership development, all of it. It's the the thing we love about it, and I think Carla would agree with me. Is it doesn't matter what you're looking at, this model will get you through it. Yeah. Um. But the. I think people are more overwhelmed because everything is immediate now, whether it's your iPhone when you're in class from 8 to 3 or it's your iPhone in your pocket. Like, I don't know about you, but I just figured out I can turn mine off at night. (laughs) (laughs) I can turn mine at night. Right? Like, um, you know, we think that if our iPhone is on, if our computer is on, that we're connected. And the truth is is that most people more, feel more disconnected from each other, from society, from their culture in the last five years than they have ever. Yeah. I um, would agree. And the the challenge with the young people, I mean, they're teaching us, you know, that we, we you know, the the you know, in many ways, the children are the teachers. And especially with technology, you know, if I have any problems, I go to my 14-year-old. But we mm-hmm. have this interesting dinner time. We always, you know, as much as possible, we have dinner in the evening together. And I do not even remember the name of this person, Josh, somebody or other. And I and I need to actually write it down. He was saying, you know, Mom, I read about this guy. And... um he started this business, and he started another business, and he start and and you know he just kept starting businesses and then managing the ones he'd already started and moving on. So one one year when um, daylight savings happened, what he did was instead of sleeping that hour, he got up an hour earlier, and then he then kept doing this process <laughs> as another year went by to where he was getting up at four o'clock in the morning. 
Mm. every single day. And I said, you know, that's when the mystics and the enlightened masters always got up. They got up at 4 o'clock. Any Buddhist monastery, anywhere, they're always up at 4 o'clock because they know the sacredness of this time. And my son, you know, this is a 14-year-old kid. I'm like, geez, you know, is he channeling or what? And, you know, and, and then he goes on to say that this guy has become so successful. I said, let me ask you. I said, I bet he's in really good shape, isn't he? He says, yeah, he goes to the gym. He says, by the time most people start their jobs at 9 o'clock, he's already had five hours on them. I said, it's called Mastery Noah, you know, is my son's name. And I said, I said, it's time management. And I said, in my observation, the most successful people find time to go to the gym, do their yoga, whatever. And, you know, so I just thought, what are the chances that this, this child would, you know, like, but but he's inspired by it. You know, it got his attention. Like, you know, how can I change my life? Mm-hmm. And finding that time that's just yours before the rest of the world, you know, I think that's part of the coaching is helping people find that quiet time that's just theirs. Well, yeah. I think, you know, what the way that we do that and the way that I use uh, coaching when people come to me for time management, and a lot of people do, is we start the same way we start whether we're looking at anything else. Like I said, teamwork or collaboration or leadership is who are you and what's important to you. Because you can get up at 4 o'clock in the morning every day, and if you don't know what is important to you and where you want to be spending your energy, it doesn't matter how early you get up. Right. Right. And and the other, you know, the thing that I would wager is not only is this guy probably in great shape and very successful, but he is very clear about how he uses his time. And that's very different than managing your time. Because the truth is, you cannot manage your time. You can manage your money. You can take $5 out of this account and put it in that account, or you can save $5 for a rainy day. But you can't do that with time. You can't move it around. But you can use it as a resource in the direction of what is important to you and what you want to accomplish. And so it's at the bottom of that is how important it is to be clear about what's important to you and not just I want to be the best parent ever, but what does that mean? What does that look like? Or I want to be you know, a really successful business person. What does that mean? What does that look like? Are you running one business? Are you running two businesses? Are you delegating to people? Are you doing this? What are you doing? What are other people doing? Because if you're not clear about it, then your time just runs through your hands. The other thing that happens, too, is we get really easily distracted if we're not clear. And even if we are clear, we get distracted. But at least when you notice you're distracted, you know what to go back to. And um, and the other thing that happens is for a lot of people, what they find is there's so much that they want to be doing that they're not doing, like going to the gym or starting a business or writing a book, because they're putting out fires all day long. Oh, yes, yeah. they're just going to the next thing, which reminded me a little bit, but I think it's different of, you know, if you have your iPhone, well, let's just search for it now. Well, if you just do everything <laughs> now, then when are you going to get to your big picture? I just think it's fascinating, you know, the difference, though, like when you're in a car with the young people, when you say, oh, you know, I wonder, Lola, the next thing you know, they're spouting it off. And, you know, my yeah. my former mother-in-law who says that until I get a new one, she's my mother-in-law, is <laughs> in her 80s. <laughs> and this woman figured out, I don't know, I don't know how old she was, and she figured out that when you're older, you could audit all these classes at universities and not pay. So she's she's one of these people who's always, always learning. And she was in a class recently and the teacher said something and she knew it wasn't correct. So there she was on her little iPhone and, you know, the whole, you know, and, and, you know, she's in her 80s challenging this young teacher. I'm sure it was like some young, you know, brilliant, bright person. And she is challenging. But she said, I know what you mean about this, but but I also agree with exactly what you said that you know it is a distraction. But the teachers, I went to open house this year, and you know I've raised seven or more kids all together mm. with all this nonsense. You know, not nonsense. Please, I you know I don't want to belittle my step parenting and parenting, but but I remember in academic lab, one of the parents said, "What is your policy on cell phones?" And this teacher said, it depends on the teacher, it depends on the class, and there is no school system policy on this. And he said, times have changed. If I see a kid on a phone and it looks like, you know, they're doing something they shouldn't be, then, you know, I'll stop it. But he said, it really, things have changed so much 
that there is no policy on it. And I think that's why they're doing the pilot programs with it. But, you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's all changed. Encyclopedias are a thing of the past. You know, right. bookstores are closing, you know, and, and, and coaching is replacing, not replacing, but it's um, coaching is more palatable to a lot of people, I think, than psychotherapy. Well, it's, well, it's very think, different, though, too. I think it's important, and maybe Carla yeah. wants to talk about the difference between coaching and psychotherapy because they're yeah, two they're totally completely different. different modalities. Yeah, so and but, both but, are yeah. both are incredibly useful um, for different things. Right. You know, psychotherapy is about issues, healing issues, and that's very, very important for us um, in transforming our life. You know, to be aware of that, but it's more focused uh, in the past, whereas coaching is, yeah, we've got issues, but that still doesn't have to stop us from from moving forward, from doing what really has meaning in our life, for really getting clear and focused about the direction we're going to move in. <clears throat> so there, and I know, Carla, when you say you issues, you also mean like, you know, for for some of us, for a lot of us, there's some um, things have happened in our lives that w- there is some emotional, you know, trauma has occurred. Yeah. It could be divorce, uh, yeah, death, sickness. It could be the way that we perceive that we were treated that left a scar on us. And psychology helps us to heal those traumas so that we can move forward. And, that, and then, you know, sometimes, like I think Carla and I have both been coaches to clients who are working with us and psychotherapists concurrently. Some yes. people come to coaching yeah. after psychotherapy. Sometimes we refer people to psychotherapy because we'll say, you know what, this this might you might be better served by spending some time with a therapist for a bit and then coming back to coaching. Well, I, I, I really was, like... I'm sorry, go ahead, I'm, Carla. When, <laughs> I really like it when I work with um, with a therapist because um, if the therapist knows what what I'm working on and I know what the therapist is working on and and we're both in agreement that this person is is in a good place you know is on on the playing field of life is able to move forward then then you've covered everything you know right. It's it's just it's a matter of it's similar to the tools in your toolbox to have people on your list. So you know, for me, I have no desire to go in and organize an office for someone, but I have people that you know I refer. You know, to me, it's like you you yes. bless you you bless and you bless and you bless, and you know it it's wonderful to have access to people that you know do good work. And this Cindy, was not to I minimize psychotherapy. <laughs> I I got to tell you a story about my grandson. Um, you know, talking about how kids are coming in. When when my grandson was 4, he gave us, you know, his Christmas list, the things he wanted. But the thing that we noticed he did is he went to my husband's computer and he looked up videos to see how to work what he'd asked for. So Christmas morning <laughs> He knew yeah. how to play oh with right. what he had right. asked for. Oh, I mean, oh, I functioned at go. home. Right. I, I, they did a thing, you know, I mean, the listeners know I have my psychic hat and I have my coaching hat and, you know, all these other hats that I wear. But I can remember, you know, the Post-Dispatch, which is our one and only newspaper in St. Louis, called and they were doing a feature on the top, uh, not top 10 psychics, I don't even know how they got to me, but they wanted to do a feature on me. And they're like, I noticed that you do feng shui. So the next thing you know, they asked if I would do a feng shui consultation as well as talk about my psychic things with this reporter. So I get to the house. This woman worked out of her home a lot. You know, she was a um, a freelance writer, et cetera, for, their, for this uh, section for the weekend. So I get there. The husband works out of the home, too, and there are these two children. Well, there is this three-year-old, three years old. When we're going to the upper level, he scampers up the steps, flies into the seat in front of the computer, and the next thing you know, his hands are, are all over that keyboard. And I said, yeah. what is he doing? And she, the mother said, whenever he wants to learn anything, he asks us how to spell the word, and then he goes on YouTube. This is like three or four years ago. <laughs> he goes yeah. on YouTube and watches 
how to do it. Exactly, Carla, what you're describing. He wanted to know exactly how to work those toys when he got them. How to? How, so it's a yeah. whole different. It's, it's a different a, it's arena. It's a, a different mindset. But one of the things that that I have found with coaching is um, because one of my intentions is to be the most fantastic, fun grandmother um, my grandkids have ever known. And <laughs> um, so uh, Tobias came home with um, a report card from school, and the teacher had marked for this week that he wasn't paying attention um, and following directions. And he said, gee, I thought I was. You know, and he's in second grade now. And I said, well, you know, the funny thing is, when I talk to you and when we're together, I notice you always listen and you do what I ask you to do. And he looked at me and he said, well, that's because you love me. Uh, and I thought, ah. Oh. Uh, and I said, so, hey, buddy, how about if you treat Miss Murray like Nan? If you, When she asks you to do something, think about how you do with Nan. So he came home the next day and he said, it was a much better day today. <laughs> oh, absolutely, because he got it. He got it, you know. He got and, it. Right, right. So so, so let's let's go into, um, because I cannot believe, but, well, yes, I should know, time passes. And I would have, I you know, get to why, you know, one of the purposes of why we're here together is on this call is that there is a workshop that the two of you will be teaching spiritual spiritual coaching tools for a vibrant life and i'm just going to read a short description you know where you want to go but you don't know how to get there you're wading through the weeds but you can't see the paved path you feel tired or defeated and you need a reason to keep going so let's talk about this uh workshop that the two of you will be teaching it will be october 18th through 21st uh at unity village which i love unity village carla so uh, this is like a delight so let's hear about what you will be uh covering in this class and and what that looks like so i i am thinking about this three-year-old that you just talked about (laughs) right who when he couldn't figure something out knew to go to the keyboard As an adult, wouldn't it be great if you knew that when you were stumped, you knew exactly what to do? Like you just run to the keyboard? Like I don't know about you, but I I don't always know that. So here's what this workshop is about, is, uh, is giving Carla and I giving you the tools so that when you're stumped, when you're frustrated, if you're overwhelmed, if you're not sure where to go next, you'll know what your keyboard is and where to run to and what to type in. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant analysis. Brilliant, Drew. Yeah, that's that's great. And um, we're going to have yeah. fun doing it. So we're going to talk about what it's like to be in the weeds and what it's like to be frustrated and not going where you want to be going, just so we all know that they're on the same page. And then we are off and running. What's important mm-hmm. to you? What? And we're going to get very specific and it's going to be, it's always great fun. There's a lot of aha moments and, you know, people looking around going, oh, my God, did you know I was this fabulous? I didn't know I was this fabulous. Let me tell you how fabulous I am. Here's what I'm going to do the next time I'm in the weeds, is people get very excited. Um, they have Carla and I there not to coach them, but to give them these kinds of coaching skills so that the next time they run up against something and they think and they realize, ooh, this is what I do. This is where I stop. I make this excuse. I think that there isn't enough time or money. I want to blame it on this person. I always get to this place after I get excited about something and I don't move forward. I procrastinate. I get distracted. I know from what I, the work I did with Carla and Drew that weekend, this, this is what happens. I see it, and now here's what I, I know what to do next because I practiced it with Carla and Drew and my other buddies. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to not only talk about what it looks like, what the obstacle is, and what the tool is, but that the way that Carla described at the beginning of the call, too, is, you know, we know it's great to go to a training and get insight and see what you should do. We know it's great to go to a training and get a tool. We also know what it's like to go to a great training, get back to your desk or your home. You have your tool, you have your insight, and you don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. That won't happen. You will know what to do with it because we will practice, and we will practice, and then we will practice some more. 
and before you leave, you'll have the opportunity to um, set a measurable goal that brings into focus who you are, what's important to you, all of that. I mean, there are all so, there are hundreds of goals you're going to want. People are going to want to demonstrate, but this is just one for you to start your practice. And we'll look right then and there. What's going to get in the way? Well, what if this happens and what if that happens? Well, you'll run to your keyboard and type this word in. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Get right back on track. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's going to be great fun. So, And And the other... I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, no, no. But... Yeah, um, because the three of us are going to be together. It's going to be so great (laughs) that we're building a community that you can, like, I know I can pick up the phone and call Drew, and Drew knows who I am. So she just sees that part of me while my mind is chattering on other things and my mouth is repeating it, you know. So we'll have a community of people that that will 100% support you on your dreams. Right. Well, and and this starts on a Thursday evening, and then it's uh, what Carla tell us what the what the days look like. So people that are listening, um, because I know I yeah. talked to a couple of people today, and the, the ones that oh, I've always wanted to go to Unity Village. I said, oh, this is beautiful, you know. And there will be pauses and things where you'll get to see the campus. So so tell us yeah. what it looks like. A registration will start Thursday evening at five o'clock, and then we'll have dinner together, and we'll have a program, a, a couple hours of a time to get to know each other and begin um, understanding uh, the model that we're doing. So that'll be probably seven, that'll be seven to nine. We'll work all day Friday from. Um, nine in the morning till five thirty in the evening, but you'll have the evening free. We'll have a break at lunchtime. You'll have a chance to really um uh see the grounds. They couldn't be more beautiful. The roses now are just amazing. You you know, roses don't smell anymore. I walk into our rose garden and it just blows me away how wonderful it smells. So October's a great time at the village um, but we will be in the workshop most of uh, the day on um, Friday and Saturday. Sunday will, again, wrap up with a couple of hours. And so if you can come early Thursday, that would be fabulous. And um, Drew and I will be there, and we can show you around. And we scheduled it so that, you know, if you need to work in the area or work a half day and fly to us or drive to us on Thursday, you should be able to do that. And then on Sunday, we're done by 1 o'clock. Oh, perfect. So, so everyone can get back can get to back wherever home. they need to mm-hmm. get back to. Perfect. Yep, and it's sort of, it's a three-day training, but we get, you know, we have two long days and then two half days. So it, um, and our long days are 9 to 5 with an hour lunch and a couple of breaks in between. So, uh, and it goes like wildfire. The next thing you know, you're like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Where does the time go? <laughs> you know, I remember Carolyn Mace, you know, um, and Carla, I think you were there when she taught the the workshop and she was talking about Teresa of Avalon and all of a sudden she yeah. realized she was running out of time. And I'll never forget this as long as I live. I'm sitting there with several of, you know, you know, people that, that came in, you know, from the Kansas City area, the St. Louis area, from the Midwest. And so there I am. And and all of a sudden, Carolyn Mace looks at her watch, and she says, oh, my, I have so much more to teach in so little time. And she said, just a minute. And all of a sudden, she got very quiet, and I'm looking at her, and I'm thinking, what is going on? She became totally blurred. And I thought, is this my eyes, or what is she doing? And then she delivered the full, like, what she wanted. It would have taken an hour at least to do what she did, and she did it in 15 minutes. I've only seen those with a few other people. Like one of my teachers from India was able to do this. And I thought, gosh, I guess it was just my eyes. But then I remembered that with ascension techniques or whenever you're getting information that's really opening the portal, sometimes your eyes will do tricks because, you know, it's just part of the the recalibrating of the frequency. So at any rate, that night we were all at dinner. And I said, did anyone notice how when she was running out of time, all of a sudden she became blurry? Or was that just my eyes? Every single person noticed, but no one talked about it. But it was just, you know, it was just this massive information. So what happens 
I feel on these weekends is you just get recalibrated. You know, when you're getting this new information. So, you know, if you are a certified life coach, this is for you. If you've ever thought about toying with, you know, is this my life path? This is for you. Because the whole thing is that, you know, exactly what Carla said, you're going to meet other people who are life coaches or who are, you know, thinking about becoming that. Either way, you have more people in your toolbox that you have now met who have a similar intention of changing their lives in a magical, wonderful way. Mm-hmm. So I am just, you know, I just, and, and the, the, the price includes the meals, uh, you know, uh, your lodging is separately, but the price is fabulous for this many days and all of the meals and to be on the grounds of Unity. Um, and the information is at unityvillage.org forward slash retreats, and then that will um, take, and, and Carla, that is the right URL, right? Correct. Okay, and then that will take you um, to all of the different information on on registering, and um, and you'll see about Reverend Carla. And then I also want to men- mention uh, Drew's website, which is Sane Solutions by Drew, and uh, Drew is spelled D-R-U um, dot com. And on that website, you will see all the different. Um, courses, coaching service, presentation um, topics, etc. And so to have these two women who are powerful in and of themselves guiding us with this, and I love the fact that you bring in spiritual coaching. This is this is different than, you know, a lot of what, what people are used to, you know, bringing in, you know, the tools for a vibrant life. So, mm-hmm. and I know that you're offering uh, credits for this for people who do need them. Um, yes, if you're if you're a, co- a certified coach and you need ICF credits, we'll be giving you credits. I can't remember how many it is, but it's something like it's a good handful of them um, in the high teens or low twenties. That's credits. fabulous. fabulous. And the other thing I I just wanted to, I just not, I'm so excited, I just knocked my head so off my head, um, is, you know, not just for coaches. I mean, if you don't want to be a coach, you're not interested in it at all, this is a this is the place to come if you're stuck, overwhelmed, wondering how to get to the next place, or just want some really good tools for a vibrant and successful life. This is the place to come. And that's really a good point. You know, when I signed up for the breathwork classes, I never, ever planned on being a breathwork coach. You know, I just knew that if if taking these classes could do even a fourth of what the woman who kept talking about it, saying what breathwork breathwork could do for you, I thought, you know, I just I just want this for my personal process because I was working on my MBA. <laughs> the next thing you know, <laughs> I was like. Whoa! What was that? (laughs) And and so, you know, you don't always know how something is going to affect you. But I really like Drew that you just said that because you know, if you want change in your life, this is the place to be. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and Reverend Carla coaches, uh, you know, hosts a radio show as you know, as you know, the similar to this one that you're listening with uh, Unity uh, through Unity, and you know. The unity principles are so fabulous, you know, and, and, you know, you can't not bring that into your coaching. This is who you are. So so here we are. We have these two wonderful leaders, um, you know, and, and Drew graduated from Northwestern University. She's highly successful. She's been doing this for, you know, over 15 – well, she was in the entertainment industry for 15 years. And if you can handle entertainment and, and coach <laughs> them through their lives, you know, you, we know you bounce you. <laughs> We know you think quickly with all of the, the fires that you put out with that uh, particular industry. This is like true. I, I, am, I can work with anyone on anything. I'm ready to go. <laughs> so we're we're in good hands. We're in very good hands, and I'm just so looking forward to it. And um, and the phone number, if you have questions, the toll free is one eight six six three four Unity, or one eight six six three four eight six four eight nine. And in the October issue of Spirit Seeker, you will find a wonderful article, um, you know, by Reverend Carla you know, addressing this and, you know, the ads right next to it. And, you know, there you are. And I just want to mention before we uh, close that we have branched into Arkansas with Spirit Seeker. And, you know, I told someone this and they kind of laughed. They're like, ooh, Arkansas. I said, are you kidding? I said, let me explain what's happening with Spirit Seeker. I said, we are in Chicago, Kansas City, St. Louis, Columbia, Missouri, and now Kansas City. But this radio show and the young readers who know that when we – 
you know, pick up papers, we're using trees. And so the young readers, everything, you know, I have a 26-year-old, he reads four news sources before he starts his day, and it's all online, you know, Wall Street Journal, you know, New York Times, et cetera, and he has his own special things. But So we have this whole online readership of Spirit Seeker from all over the nation and into Canada and Europe um, because of the fact that we reach out and we do this radio show each week and everything else. And so, you know, we're only, you know, it's just so fabulous, you know, the times that we're in with technology. The Internet really did not start until 1994. And, you know, there was a thing with um, some of the newscasters from that time uh, where they were laughing, saying, can you imagine email? You know, we're going to (laughs) get mail through our computers. Ha, ha, ha. And, you know, I remember having email for several months before I even knew how to use it, you know. I mean, and here we are in times that are just quite profound. So this is a retreat. This is a time for you. This is, you know, really a time for getting tools in your toolbox for a vibrant life to take you where you want to go so that your time is really focused on, you know, what it is that you want to create in your life. And these two leaders are going to walk us through it. So there we are. And, you know, anything else you want to say for for closing with wisdom, ladies? You know, because, I mean, we we are at that time. But, you know. I just want to thank you for having us on. This was just so much fun. And this is the first time I've ever, you know, had the chance to speak with you. So I'm really looking forward to it. It sounds like you're coming to the retreat. I am. And, um, I worked over all the pieces out today. It's all finished. I'll, and Carla, I will do my part and, and call in. <laughs> well, I can't wait. And and I just want to thank you for, um, you know, involving me in this conversation. It's really, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you for you know, being generous and allowing us to say that, hey, this is what we're doing October 18th through the 21st. Absolutely. And remember, listeners, this show is archived. We have so many people who know that the shows are here, and, you know, this isn't always the the best time for them with their lives. And so they know, they know, We hit, because I get reports on how many people are listening after hours and during the show. And I just really want to thank all of our listeners. That's what, you know, and the readers of Spirit Seeker Magazine, that's what makes this show possible. And, you know, we're all in this together. So the more we all can create a happier, more fulfilling life, then the world's just a much happier place. So yeah, we do make a difference. (laughs) We do. All of us do make a difference, and we can create a sense of certainty in in no matter what um, uh, the uncertainty is in the world, because we come with a with a contribution that is ours to give. So. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you, Cindy. Oh, my gosh, thank you. Thank you both so much. And, you know, listeners, everything's on spiritseeker.com. You know, next week you can learn about shamanism. The next week, Beatrix Quintana teaching us how to work with the moon energy. She's done the moon book for as long as I've known her, which is the, the early 90s, and this is her contribution to the world, teaching us how to work with the energy of the moon for manifesting. The next week we have information on the Kabbalah and, uh, you know, Karen Berg, who has written a lot with the Kabbalah, and, you know, she'll be talking about past lives with the work with the Kabbalah. And then, um, you know, we have another, we have guests all through October that are just all taking us to a new level in consciousness. And so, you know, go to spiritseeker.com. There's three ways you can help us if you go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Cindy Meyer and all you have to do is go to the Spirit Seeker site click on the radio show in the left hand corner you'll all of a sudden be on the Cindy Meyer page over 200 shows are archived there if you like the show what it does is it brings us closer to the front of the um, blog talk because you know they have so many people that are using this format now to reach uh, to reach the world that, you know, the closer up to the front, this is not for ego, this is just for purposes of, you know, technology. If we're up toward the front of the spirituality section, then we're going to reach more listeners. The other thing is, is if you send an email to info at spiritseeker.com, we will add you to our sacrosanct email list. And I say sacrosanct because people always want to buy our list. We do not allow people to buy our email list. We've been doing this work for over 15 years. What we do, though, is we allow advertisers to advertise on our list. So that keeps your personal email sacred. So if you send us an email and say, will you please add me to your list, then of course we will. And then we will send you notices about this wonderful radio show that happens. We'll send you notices about conferences that are happening 
you know, in the Midwest, but actually, you know, we cover things all over the U.S. And so, you know, it's a wonderful time we're living in, and, you know, it's nice to get a reminder, oh, yeah, that's that radio show that's happening. So, you know, those are the different ways you can support our work. And, of course, if you want to make a contribution, you know, this is something new. One of my radio show guests three weeks ago said, I'm sending you a check because I'm so grateful for this opportunity. So, yes, we do accept um, we, we do accept donations. <laughs> and if you go to PayPal and send it to info at spiritseeker.com, then that will get to us and you can just write a memo, you know, thank you for this radio show that you're bringing. So it's not needed, but if you want to, then I gladly and heartfeltly accept it. It helps me pay my producer and all the other different things that, that help us reach more people. So Drew and Carla, I will be with you in no time at all. This is going to pass quickly. We know it. And, um, and this is a beautiful time in the Midwest. We had a rainbow tonight. I've never seen one like this. It went from one end of the sky and to the earth all the way across in a complete arch. It was like I, I've mm. never seen anything like it. And then we had a magnificent sunset, a gaggle of geese flew over. Last night on my way to teaching feng shui, I saw deer, I saw, you know, wild turkeys. This is the Midwest at its best right now. <laughs> and just yes, it is. So, so come enjoy. There's a labyrinth. There's just, oh, one of the best bookstores with things that, you know, will help you personally at Unity Village. And, you know, and the meals are fabulous. It's just the whole thing will just be priceless. So, so thank you both so much. And, um, May you, you just Cindy. have a wonderful evening, and thank you so much for taking the time to, to be my guest. Oh, thank oh, you. Okay. It was wonderful. pleasure. Okay, and I look forward right, to seeing you both soon. soon. Okay. Okay. okay, all right. Good night, everyone. Oh